All right, if you missed last week, real basic and brief, Matt talked about how God has proved that he loves us by sending Christ down uh, and dying for us, and that you can't really, that, that kind of commitment, that kind of um, uh, love, can, it's hard to, to, to match. Uh, so these, these, these next couple of weeks here, uh, we are talking about uh, the, the message is prove it. Uh, how, can w- how can we prove that we love God? Proving that we love God is, it's, it's a little bit more difficult than just saying, yeah, I love God. I mean, that's, I, we, we do that a lot. We go, how many people love Jesus? Raise your hand. Go, go ahead. Raise your hand if you love Jesus. All right, it's real easy to say. If you love Jesus, raise your hand, and you, and you raise your hand, because it's really simple to raise your hand. But living it out is a little bit more difficult. But it's important to remember, like Matt mentioned last week, that we can only love him because he first loved us. We, we can only love God because, and love anybody because Christ loved us. Now, a lot of times people say, well, you don't need to know God to know love because you can, there's, non, there's Christian, people that aren't Christians out there that, that can still love. So, as an example, so... We have Valentine's Day tomorrow. How many people uh, will be celebrating Valentine's Day with a significant other of some sort? Okay. Raise your hand if you have a significant other that you're going to be celebrating Valentine's Day with. Really, that that many. (laughs) There's like six of you. (laughs) All right. Jace, you and Grant? (laughs) Awesome. All right. No, I'm sorry. I'm taken. Um, how many people are going to be celebrating Singles Awareness Day tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, that's everybody else. All right. So yeah, we are uh, we're celebrating Valentine's Day as a uh, as it, it's it kind of goes in with the message, you know, we prove it, proving uh, our love for God and Valentine's Day and love and all this stuff. Guys, tip specifically when you're married. And your wife says to you, honey, we don't have to do anything for Valentine's Day. It's kind of an overrated holiday. It's kind of useless. You don't have to do anything. I'm going to translate that for you. Translating that into what she really means is he better do something. All right? So, guys, don't ever not do something just because she said, well, you don't have to. That means if you want to, you should, right? So uh, you should get your lady or your guy something for Valentine's Day. It's kind of the thing that you do. What you don't do, gentlemen, is buy a vacuum cleaner for her (laughs) for Valentine's Day. Well, so I I didn't buy my wife a vacuum cleaner for Valentine's Day, but she wanted one, so I was smart, and I bought it four days before Valentine's Day so that she could have it, and then it's not a gift for Valentine's Day. So when we're looking at love, I'm going to compare this to the vacuum cleaner that we just got. So if you guys have a really crappy vacuum cleaner like we did at our house, and you vacuum, I vacuumed my entire house twice, and then I brought in my brand new Dyson vacuum cleaner. And Dysons are 
pretty awesome. They are like the best thing ever, but they're also super expensive. And they should like cook my dinner too if they're going to be that expensive. But so I got I went out and we I, I went out and bought a vacuum cleaner, this Dyson for my wife, and we vacuumed the entire house twice with our old vacuum cleaner. And then we took the Dyson and swept what we just vacuumed. And it shouldn't be picking up much because I vacuumed it twice, right? It picked up. I'm not kidding. I had to dump that thing out twice, all right, because of all of the stuff that it's picking up in the bottom of the carpet that you don't even know that's there, right? You can't even fully imagine how dirty your carpet is till you change your vacuum cleaner and you're like, wow, there's actually real stuff that's inside this carpet that you have no idea is there. I'm going to compare that to love, right? We can pretend to love other people, non-Christians. Can, we can love but you can't fully know what love is, how deep it is, until you have Christ in your life. Until you know and have a relationship with Christ, you can't fully understand love because God is love. For example, or to prove that, the word love is written 551 times in the Bible, in the NIV. 551 times. The word hate 80 times. We're really good at showing the world everything that, that God hates. God hates this sin. God hates this sin. God hates when you do that. But really, God's more, more impressed with love, right? How can we prove that we love God? Well, it's real simple, and today's main point is this. You cannot love God without loving people, all right, that's, that's our number one main point for the night. If you can't remember anything, remember that. You can't say that you love God and then not love people. Christ came and uh, tore up everything we know ab- uh, about the law. Before the law was what? What was the law before for the Jews? The law was what? It was the ten, the ten Commandments plus about a billion other things, right? But they lived off the Ten Commandments. And Christ came down and he said, that doesn't really apply anymore. Because if you follow two things, everything else comes into place. He says, love God with all of your heart, your mind, your strength. And then to love others as you love yourself. He replaced everything of do not do this, do not do that, do not do this, do not do that with two things. Love God and love everyone else like you love yourself. And if you do those two things, all of the do's and don'ts kind of fall into place. Uh, our number, our, our verse that we're going to be going off of is 1 John 4. And I think I have that up on the, on the board here. 1 John 4. Verses or chapter uh, chapter four verses seven and eight. All right, dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God, and everyone who love who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. All right, so you can't say that you love somebody. Or, sorry, you can't say that you love God and then choose not to love people, 
All right, that's, it kind of goes hand in hand. Because God is love and God created people, we have to love everybody. So our, the first point that I have is not hating is not the same as loving. Not hating somebody is not the same as loving them. When, when God says that we have to love people, or we have to love everybody, he doesn't mean just to not hate them, okay? By saying, I don't hate you, does not mean that I love you, right? Love is an action, right? It's, it's, it's acting out the care that you have for people in a, in a real way, right? And just not hating somebody is not enough for God, right? Uh, we're going to look real fast at a verse. Uh, I don't have it up on the screen. I'm going to read it for you. It's John 15, 12. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. That's a really hard thing to live out. Love each other as I have loved you. Not hating somebody is not loving them like Christ loves you. Christ loves you enough to sacrifice his life, right, for you. Is that how we treat everyone else in our lives? I'm not talking about the people that we actually love. I'm talking about the people that are just around us, the people that annoy us, the people that anger you, the people that make fun of you, the people that, uh, all of these things. These are, this is very specific. You can choose not to hate somebody, but it's not the same as loving them as Christ loved us. That's a, that's a pretty deep love, right? Uh, the Bible also says the, uh, no man is, uh, has a greater love than this when he lays down his life for his brother, right? That is a pretty, a pretty deep love that, uh, that we are held to a high standard of. All right, point two. How deep is your love? How deep is your love? Uh, we're going to look real fast at uh, Matthew. In Matthew chapter 5, he's talking about probably one of the hardest things for somebody to do, and that's loving your enemies. You want to show that you love God? Loving your enemies is probably one of the greatest ways to prove that you love God more than you care about anything else, right? It's really simple. It's everybody can hate the person that hates them, right? I mean, that's a pretty simple thing. What, what proves that you are different, that you love God, is that you can love your enemies, love the people that uh, look down on you, love the people that make fun of you, love the people uh, that, um, that do bad things to you, right? We're going to look at first, or sorry, Matthew chapter 5, verse 4. 43 and uh, through 45. Maybe. Hold on. I thought I had. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Uh, you have heard this that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of the Father in heaven. All right. 
He's saying it's you, in the world, it's pretty simple. We've heard you love your friends and you hate your enemies, right? It's, it's pretty common sense when you're talking about living in the world. It's, it's you love your friends and you hate the people you don't like, right? He's saying if you claim to be a child of the Father in heaven, you will love your enemies and it doesn't say just love your enemies. It says what? Love your enemies and, anyone else catch what it said? Pray, pray for them. It's not just loving them, but it's praying for them. I think we talked a little bit about this at, at, uh, at winter camp, that if you, that the, one of the best ways to change your attitude towards people that you don't like or that bother you or anger you or, or make fun of you or any of those things is praying for them. Nothing will change your heart faster than praying for somebody that you don't like. All right, we're going to uh, go right into the very last point, and that is compare your love, okay? So how does your love compare to what the Bible says? How do we love the people around us? All right, this is up on the screen. It's 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. All right, this is probably one of the most famous verses about love in all of the Bible. You hear it probably at every wedding. Um, I'm, we're going we're gonna to look at this in a little different light than, 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 uh, than like a husband and li- uh, husband and wife uh, kind of thing like you'd hear at a wedding. But love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not conceited. It does not act improperly. It is not selfish. It is not provoked. Does not keep a record of wrongs. Finds joy in, or finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. All right, when we look at this, I want you to compare how you love people. And I'm not talking about the real simple people that it is to love. Your mom, your dad, most of the time that's simple. Your sisters and brothers, sometimes that's not so simple too. Um, Your significant other, your boyfriend or girlfriend, it's sometimes difficult too. But I'm talking about the people that you don't particularly like, that you're still called to love, right? When we pull, pull up uh, the, 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 the first of those verses in four, I want you to look at these verses here and, and replace love is kind and love is like all of those with how I treat other people. Do I treat everyone else with patience? Do I treat everybody else with kindness? Do I treat everyone that I don't envy them, that uh, I don't boast about what I have and they don't have? Uh, I'm, I'm not conceited towards people. Keep going. That I don't imp- act improperly towards people. That I'm not selfish towards other people. I'm not easily provoked that I don't keep a record of everyone else, whatever they've done wrong to me. I don't keep a record in the back of my head and say, oh, there's another check mark of things that that person's done wrong to me, right? So as we continue on in, in this series, uh, this one's probably uh, a good starting point of how you can prove 
that you love God. You can prove that you love God by proving it to other people, by showing them that you love them. As our main verse says, put up John, 1 John up there again. Let us love one another because love, comes, or love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And the ones who do not love does not know God because God is love. So as we compare our, ourselves to, to what the Bible's telling us on how we should act and how we should love everybody, remember that God, since God is love, and it says, if you do not love people, you do not love God. That's, a, that's probably one of the most uh, uh, diametrically opposed thing that you can be from God if you have hate towards somebody. In fact, Christ... Uh, when he came in, you know, and we were talking about how he tore up the book on the law, right? He's no longer, there's no longer all of these long lists of don'ts. It's love God and love others as you love yourself. And he also said that if you have hatred in your heart towards someone else, it's as if you've murdered them in your mind. And it is, penalty is is the same as murder. Having hatred in your heart towards someone else is the same as murder in God's eyes. And that's how serious God is. That's why God speaks so much about love and very little about hate. All right? Let's go and pray. Dear God, I just want to thank you for this time. Just thank you for um, everything that you've given us and allowed us to have and appreciate, God. Be with us as we leave here today. Have our minds and eyes and ears fixed on you and the things that you have us to do and say and how we should act towards other people. Uh, Give us the ability to treat everyone um, as we would have them treat us, God, that we can love them because you first love us, God. Give us, uh, thank you for giving us that example that we can have, uh, that perfect example. Uh, Be with us this evening. Uh, until we come back next week in your Amen.